You've had all day to get ready for this. I've been on a we video call all day. Words, listeners here is fuck's sake. Oh. <laughs> oh, did you go live? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you didn't see the giant countdown. I was watching the pool on the other on the other tab. Sorry, my fault. You were looking at your dad play pool. So this is the podcast for people who are not watching all the free pool from Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, which is yeah. which is actually really pretty nice. It is good. It the is. venue is nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's. I mean, I think that we should have the conversation about the referees' decisions on a couple of situations. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that. But yeah. listen, is Kazoom there? I don't know. I, I just. I thought they were. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think they're there. As far as doing other tables, I didn't notice. Oh. And so... From um, my understanding, they're there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've just been watching, like, the free the, the free stuff, because they, I mean, that's usually good enough for me. Yeah. I'm so, no, it's I'm, so, stuff. I'm so busy these days, I don't even have time to hardly watch any pool. I'm just talking like I actually know what I'm talking about, but I have no, I just have no idea. Well... Always worried about whether you knew what you were talking about anyway. So whether or not you your dial in doesn't really make a lot of difference. No, that's true. <laughs> it's harsh, but it's fair. You know? Uh, it's harsh, I but it's see, fair. I don't see it on Kazoom's schedule. Maybe I'm just looking at Karam's. I, I mean I saw a couple of um I saw a couple mm. posts from players that said it was gonna be there, but that also doesn't okay. have to be true either. Well, maybe some of our listeners can Tell us if they're enlighten watching us. some of the action. Enlighten us whether they're watching some of the action on Kazoom. What uh, has been I, I've just watched, been watching main table stuff. So, and uh, I guess anything the Predator touches, honestly, in my opinion, as it's it's premier stuff. I think that the, their presentation is quite 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 good. It's unfortunate that they uh, they ran out of money for the, so their pro tour is kind of done. Um, is it? It's finished now. Well, they're down to just four events a year on their okay. schedule. So they have the Las Vegas open piggybacked off of the, the world 10 ball. And then they have the Puerto Rico open piggybacked off the world eight ball. So those it's are good. the only events that are on their schedule going yeah. forward, okay. at least as of right now. Yeah. As of right now, I would expect them to announce other events. Uh, you know, certainly like, you know, world teams is that's been a great event. Yeah. They did that off of the, what the Austria, the Austrian uh, event, right? It was I the thought... women's well ten ball, I think, was the other event when they did the teams, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, I think, yeah, they, I think us, they also had the Austrian, Austria, right? yeah, the Austrian yeah. Open, yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, I, I mean, obviously that that was an awesome event. It would be it would be nice to see that again. It would be nice to see more of the top players actually commit to it. I mean, not that there aren't um, good players that are playing in it, but uh, there's definitely there's definitely teams that are left on the table that could be out there. I mean, we we know that uh, the what team UK they ended up having to beg basically players to play it right um and there's a couple of other uh i guess there was a couple of other teams out there it, it, it it's cool in the in the sense of like the the world cup of pool that they mostly have top top players it's kind of cool that the the world teams gives you an opportunity to represent with um maybe not the household names that you always see which was kind of fun yeah with the u.s last year it was april larson which was kind of fun yep. although this year i would suspect they would use allison fisher but they that would just be a guess. <laughs> uh, we'll see how April's playing by then, but uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean now that Jennifer Breda basically is completely off the tour, which is kind of a bummer. But 
Yeah. He's always fun to watch play. I don't know. Hope I mean, hopefully, the more events that are out there, the better. And uh, Bob, as Bob would say, the uh, the WPA needs as much help as they can get to fill out that calendar, right, Bob? <laughs> True story. True story. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we we we're hearing inklings, you know, little whispers of uh, a possible detente, you know, on the March first ban uh, that seems to have frittered away. So March 1st is once again looking like uh, an interesting date in terms of, you know, drawing that line in the sand um, and WPA just kind of, you know, making its way forward on its own. Uh, Bob, what do, you, what do you think on that as a head of a federation? I think it's it's not actually the cutoff date. Um, I think May 7th is. Well, it, May 7th would be the first matchroom event. Is yeah. that what? So, uh, so yeah, that's what I'm basically. Well, it's the first. It's on. the first matchroom open event, right? Because the PLP. Yeah. PLP will be before that. World Pool Masters will be before that. So you'll have a lot of players involved in the PLP and the World Pool Masters uh, that would be before that would be before May. And then normally the World Cup yeah. of Pool is right around then too, right? Uh, it had, before, before May, I believe. Isn't it just before May? Uh, last year, I think it was later, but I could be wrong. Either way, there'll be there'll be you know certainly uh, a number of players and certainly a good chunk of the very top players who will be playing in in March and April. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so we'll see you know how that affects things going forward. Um, you know, I'm interested to get out. There. I'm going out to Vegas next week. Be interesting to talk to Karim and Philippe at Predator, and to talk to you know Ishan from WPA, and and just see you know because I I'm, I'm assuming that Predator had a a hand in the WPA trying to look for a way out before March first uh, because Predator is putting a lot of money into things like the World Championship, World Eight Ball Championship, uh, which could you know end up being a really weak field. Uh, so, you know, I think the promoters like a joy and a predator have to be putting some pressure on the WPA to, to come to some kind of uh, agreement or to just uh, tuck their tail between their legs and call I it. I still clever. believe in a positive outcome, though. <clears throat> uh, I, I, uh, as of what would now, you consider a positive outcome, Bob? Well, officially, uh, we've had a communication as members that's everything as it stands is still in effect right. and the dates. So that communication, official communication has been sent. What would I consider a, a, a positive outcome? That players are not restricted to choose one or the other in any way, shape or form. I think that is the whole crux where this is based on um, how they detail it behind the scenes. I really don't care. How did WPA do that without just saying, "Never mind, we don't, we're not going to enforce a ban." Haha, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> because at this point, it looks like it doesn't look like there's April there's, Fools. Uh, <laughs> at this point, it doesn't look like there's a matchroom slash WPA agreement uh, anytime in in the near future. So it would have to just basically be the WPA saying, never mind, we'll we'll readdress this later. But they're talking. 
Uh, yeah, they they are talking, uh, but um, if you were matter at this stage, what would be the benefit to you? Yeah, where, where's where's forward? where's the value? There's, there's pretty much none. It'll just be restrictive and a pain in the ass, and yeah. I mean, I'm, lo I'm looking at the matchroom stuff, and and if you look at the top players that have signed, I mean, there, there's a few holes here and there, but I mean, for the most part, they have. What would you say, 80 to 85 percent of the top 40 players in the WPA ranking list, give or take, somewhere between it. Um, the only thing I would say is is uh, Alpha Tonic is a great male supplement. <laughs> That's <laughs> no. The only thing I would say is like we um, have the best fans. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We do. Uh, so we're gonna get rid of that. Um, the only thing that I would say is I don't know how many of those players. So we, we've had this discussion on the podcast before. There's going to be a lot of players that will probably sign the ban or sorry, sign the, the matchroom um, contract just because they don't want to potentially lose their spot in the ranking list. Uh, matchroom has to have a better idea than we do on who is signing that for the reasons they're signing and who's signing it because they're 100 percent all in like there's no question whether jason shaw is 100 committed to the wnt right there's a little bit more of a question as to maybe niels isn't or maybe mark beisterbosch or maybe uh conrad or some, somebody like that somebody who has backing from their federation that actually has something to lose maybe maybe they're signing it because of that uh but with that being said as long as those players are 100 on the wnt side what is the benefit for yeah no, wnt to go back and talk to them Matchroom will have a, will have had a wish list of the players that they wanted, marquee players, and I think they probably got every single one of the big marketable players, right? Whoever every got, single one of them, yeah. They've got every single one, so including some they didn't think they were going to get. It would be like yeah, and beyond fifteen or twenty players, I mean, what do they care about realistically? What what are yeah. the best players going to add to the product at the end of the day? Somebody will pop up in the last sixteen every so often, but. That core of players is really what they were after. And the rest of the tour supports that. So I think it's good. The benefit that Matchroom has in this situation is that they can come out victorious in every way, shape, or form. If they come to an agreement, they not only put up a pro tour, put on a million-dollar event, but they also built the bridge to make sure that no players are excluded, that there's no uh, choosing. Then they are the heroes of the story in every, in, in every way, shape or form. So is there a plus on the purely business side of it? No, because they, like Chris mm -hmm. said, they got what they wanted. <clears throat> but on the PR side, there is still much to gain. I think that there's a plus on the business side of it. If, if you get... You know, if, if all of a sudden the China Open and all of a sudden the Qatar Open and a couple other events like this come in as WNT events, uh, that bolsters, you know, opportunity for the players, bolsters the tour. So I think there's some opportunity there. And there's always going to be the benefit of having uh, national federations uh, have something big to direct their players to. Right. So there's some value. There. There's still some value to building an infrastructure in various countries and supporting players to get better and get into these big things. But I guess my my concern is that Matrum knows that it's in the leverage position 
and it knows it can get positive PR out of this. And so what you do if I'm them is, you know, you're, it's, it's not a wish list that you send to WPA. It's a demand list. And you say, okay, if you guys do all this, you know, we'll agree to put the WPA stamp on our events and let everybody play in every event. But that list could be something, could have a number of deal breakers in it for the WPA in terms of its, you know, I use the word term loosely, but intellectual properties, it's, it's valuable properties, which are world championships, which are, um, you know, things like calling the world nine ball tour, the official nine ball tour of the WPA, um, things like this. So, you know, we don't know what those, what that back and forth was in terms of legal document, uh, what the WPA would be asked to agree on, things like that. But I would imagine it's, you know, like most matrim contracts, it's pretty one-sided. So um, that's that to me is where the, the stumbling block is going to continue to be. And then it's a matter of whether WPA has, um, I don't, you know, what kind of stones it has for sticking with what it's doing or whether it just wants to grovel and and take what it's given, you know. But yeah. grovel is the wrong word, I think. <clears throat> I just like the word grovel, but. <laughs> is that even a real word when when you connect it to the wpa <laughs> no i i understand what you're saying uh and i think all of that is valid i i still do think there is merit to both uh being into the same mission and and, and i agree um they're talking and I'm speculating, obviously, because I have no insight on that. I think it will be something along the lines of what you said, like, yeah, okay, we want to talk. This is match room then. We want to talk. This is what we want. Yeah. And then it's up to the WPA, indeed. Um, I think they gambled and lost. I said it the first time. I think they, they put their chips in, uh, in a bad spot, and... They expected to 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 draw out it uh, using a poker term, and they didn't. And and now it's up to them. But uh, I I can't I still cannot believe, and and we'll see. Uh, but I still cannot believe that at the end of the day, before the effective first ban date, quote unquote, what is it, Mike? You said it, the PLP, March, I guess. Well, officially March first, but yeah. Well, officially, but. Technically, we, we discussed it uh, the the previous time. Technically, as long as you don't enter a matchroom right. tournament, right? Uh, um, but before the first matchroom ball uh, is really struck during the ban, I, I still believe that they will find a way out. So, do you? Well, it's just, out of curiosity, hurry. just out of curiosity, yeah. uh, Mike, do you think, or Mike or Bob, I don't care, do you think that there were any players that were invited to the PLP that potentially declined a uh, an invite just because they wanted to give a little bit more time for them to work it out? That's a good question. I have no idea. Um, I have no idea whether anybody was invited and said no. I, uh, I think so. Uh, just gut feeling that there will be some players that will have said maybe potentially that's not really an event that i really want to play and that gives me an out to um lose the six months i think it's six months six months ban that you have and then after six months you pay a fine and you can come back or what is it um i think so but i have no information well you know we also know too though you know if you're a player 
especially a player who doesn't get into every Mantrum event, <clears throat> and you get invited to something like the PLP, it's not in your best long-term interest to say no thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get a second chance to make a first impression in, in those events. So well, def uh, for those invitational well. types, for the yeah. PLP, for the World Pool Masters, for the World mm -hmm. Cup of Pool, um, you you know, you know say no to one, that's that's a really bad signal. So, um, you know, I, I it, it, you're right. It, there could be a player who said, you know, I really need to wait. You know, if I if I had to think of someone, it might have been a someone like a Niels who said, you know, I, I can't in play field. in one of your events until I get through the European Championships and try to get my annual stipend from the Dutch government Animation. into yeah. play. You know, after that date, then I can play and everything, but I can't play. Something like that would be a little more understandable because it's very cut and dry what he's what he needs to do. Uh, but uh, for other players to just do it, you know, on a wing and a prayer, that would be kind of suicidal to me. Uh, so, do you, I mean, how much of it is, a, is it a nail to the WPA then that, that uh, Niels is one of those people that you would think could do something like that? And accepted this. And then, do you think that do you think it's possible that he got one of the invites, uh, one of the wild card picks, picks just because Matchroom wanted to make a statement like that? One of the wild card picks for. So if they, if they pick Niels, so like we're having this discussion where uh, there's a hypothetical where Niels may not even sign to begin with, and the fact that he did, but still has this option of not playing until the European Championships. Do you think Matchroom would offer him an invite just to basically say, yeah, we know what that talk is. We're going to offer it to somebody who wants to take it, and look at him. He's going to take it immediately. He's going to go the first, the first one out there to get banned from the WPA, and he's going to take the first opportunity he gets. Do you think that that's a stab against the WPA in any sort of way? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how to figure I mean, that one. I think Matrim, in a way, might have rewarded him. It, it was surprising to see him in there. I thought, rather than some of the other people that could have been picked. So yeah, no, he was definitely the surprise pick. So maybe sure. maybe they are rewarding him in a way for making because it is a it's a bigger decision for him than ninety five percent of the people. Signed, well, isn't it? Is and it then, a reward or a force in his hand? Well, that, that's exactly that's exactly my <laughs> you know, point. There. Do, you think, yeah. do you think Matchroom is actually doing this on purpose to say, "Hey, look at this WPA, the player that you would probably think might, you know, back out on this signed contract." There's, you know, sticking the eye right there. You know, yeah. There's, there's yeah. your uh, there's your loyalty, right? You'd have to ask Niels because that's a really um, that's a really interesting move. Uh, you know, did did he take? Did he accept against his own will? Um, no. you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, he, he's, he has you know, you, if you, if you're, if you're skipping now, you're skipping the European championships, you know, he's given, he's given up the opportunity for $25,000, um, you know, straight up stipend for the year. It's not travel expense. It's not to say it's here's your check for 30,000. Use it the way you think you need to use it. So That's a really good situation for, for the Dutch players. So is is Emily or, or is Matram going to say, well, well, I mean, at the same time for Niels, like uh, how much is he going to get paid to go to all these different events? Because, you know, that even even at every single event that he's at, he's probably going to be in that booth. Right. He's probably going to be doing some commentary. He's probably going to be doing some work for Matram. How much of that is going to be uh, made up for that 30,000 or even if even if. Uh, Matchroom just says, all right, well, we're not going to pay you for uh, commentating over at the Hanoi Open, but we're going to cover your costs to get there, right? Yeah, maybe, 
It's, it's, I mean, it's hard without, I mean, we're speculating. That's all we can do. And sometimes speculating is fun, but I think, I think Matram inviting Niels, is he, is he, how do I want to put this without trying to sound rude? Is he as deserving as other players? Uh, I don't think he's more deserving than David Alkaidi with the year that he had. I mean, he may have had the best year on, you well, know, listen, the entire- everybody oh, was surprised to see Neil uh, for the PLP. And Eklund Kachi isn't on there. I mean, everybody. David Alkaidi wasn't. And so, a lot so of was there purpose to the pick? You know, it would seem like it, right? Yeah. But Matram can make a huge statement that way. Or try to make an assignment, and uh, if you know, yeah. Neil's I, I don't think it's forced. It, but... I don't think it's. For, I don't think they forced his hand. I, 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 I really don't. Why do you think he was that. selected then? Is that as deserving? Well, no, true. Uh, why? Why is he selected? I think it, it probably is to make a point to say, hey, look, the guy that we least figured to 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 sign up and 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 say goodbye is the first one in there playing um probably also because i wanted to point out that uh, point out the the commentator argument as well probably also because they made maybe a deal to uh persuade him to commentate and so on why is he in there i don't know maybe david that, that uh, couldn't play Maybe LKD couldn't play. No. Maybe David, something. No, David he was heartbroken. Yeah, he, <laughs> yes. made a, he made a post basically. He was heartbroken. He was, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, but that definitely. Saying. If if there's an if there's an innocent excuse for him being there, um, it's it's simple cost saving, right? I mean, Matchroom wants him in the booth. He's one of the best commentators mm -hmm. out there. They want him in the booth. Um, they can. Basically he wanted him say, last year, I think, and I think he refused because he 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 wanted to go for uh, Moscone Cup one more time. If I, my yeah. information is correct. Yeah. Well, he doesn't think his career is over, right? I mean, he's not he's not ready to hang it up. But right, uh, I mean that. So. And Matchroom can say, "All right, well, you're going to come play in this event. Why don't you do some commentary on the side, and we can cut our costs, right? It's one less person yeah. we got to cover. You know, it's one less." Yeah. Uh, uh, now that they're paying him for playing in the event, maybe they can say, all right, well, we're not going to cover your costs over there because you're going to play in it anyway. So we'll just toss you a few bones for commentating. And I mean, it, mm -hmm. that is the only innocent explanation as to why he is there. Now, if that's the case, um, I think as the fans, I think we could have a very, very, very serious problem with because that's basically nepotism or a favoritism. Right. I mean, basically what you're doing is you're, you're cutting the quality of the of the event to save a dime right because there are better at there's players at this point in their career that would that would make this event sure significantly more exciting but it's always been the case with plp hasn't it you've always seen people yeah. in there that probably yeah. that, that you can yeah, so that's a straight up invitational event that, yeah. that you're sure. doing everybody's in there for a reason yeah there's no right there's a vietnamese there. player in there for a reason oh sure and it's really obvious there's yeah. a couple yeah. filipinos sure. in there for a reason so um so you know there there's they don't do any of these just like pick a name out of a hat. Uh, so there, there's reason for each one of them. Uh, yeah, that makes and sense. that's, that's the advantage and the, the leeway you get with having your own invitational event. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, like. it's, it's, it's a marketing yeah. product. It's a programming tool. You can develop tons of programming out of it. So, you know, you, you look at where that programming is going to benefit you the most. You're so right. Yeah, you're right there. That's that's you know no big deal yeah. there. But with that being said, I think it's because they wanted to stick a you know stick an eye into the WPA by inviting Niels. The the commentary yeah. part of it is is a bonus, but I think that that's I think that's it. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe. And so. it's to be honest, I mean it's 
I mean, whatever you want to say about it, it's kind of a genius move, isn't it? I mean, Mike, what not do you think of the actual move itself? <laughs> I mean, if I mean, if you're Niels, I thought it was very. Oh, I'm um, just talking about from the Matram perspective of it. Well, even for Matram, I think it was a it was a good move by Niels to say, "Yeah, I want to sign. Do you guys mind if I sit this out until April so I can get, you know, my my European Championship money, my Federation money for the rest of the year, and then I'm in all your events." Um, why wouldn't they have just said? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Well, I mean, talk about well, sticking it to the WPA. That's like, you know, grabbing $30,000 on the way out the door, uh, the most disingenuous move you can make. Yeah, you know, why well, Why wouldn't that mind, have Mike, been that good we don't, enough? We don't, we don't guarantee know that the Federation would be like, all right, we know you're going to go to Matchroom and we're on – we know you're about to take this money and leave and go to Matchroom. If you have to – if we're going to pay you this money for the next year, then you have to play in events for the next year. I mean, no, that, that's a no, possibility. They've already got it written down where, listen, if you're if you're in the national uh, – in the European Championship and you're part of the Dutch Federation and you win a medal, you get this money, period. You know, there's no, sure. there's no country. The money doesn't even come from the the Dutch Federation, correct? Yeah. Bob, it comes from the, the Dutch government. So, 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 it's, so it's, yeah. yeah. So there was no issue with him, you know, with with them putting any kind of gun to his head for that money. Well, but, uh, I, I guess Bob, the euros were moved. Eh? They're into July now. Oh, so that's really? also a big difference. Oh, did they move the European Championships into July? Yes, fifteen okay. to six. Uh, oh well, then then uh, it was then, it, then it was an easy decision for Niels. Okay, I, I you know I, I apologize. I didn't know that. I kept thinking that it was still going to no. be in April. Um, it's and, in Slovenia uh, because they had an a venue issue, and the new date for the European Championships is uh, in July. Okay, well then, yeah, then then it's a no brainer for Niels at that point. Get the PLP yeah. thing and say, see you, you later. I'm not I'm not skipping right. all the matrim events until July to get my thirty thousand. No, especially since, especially since he's out of real. Go. That makes things a lot. That makes a lot more sense to me now. I appreciate that. I, I just apologize for not being up to snuff on that one. <laughs> no problem. Well, I, I wasn't so far. My added value. Thank you. Guys. No, Bob. No, Bob. <laughs> yeah, that's All right. right. That's a mic drop right. moment there, Bob. You may as well just check out at this point. Bob's work is done for the podcast, so uh, we'll just go there. Uh, he's he's done for the podcast. Let's go with us three now. His work is done. just kidding, Bob. <laughs> um, no, I, I think well, let's. I don't know. Let's uh, let's let's focus in. I guess on the Las Vegas Open now. Um, one of the last. Well, actually, I had a question. That um, do you think that? Uh, so we had this discussion earlier about the predator. That's probably will add another women's ten ball and um, the the women's world ten ball and then the uh, the world teams. Do you think that Predator is holding off on announcing any of that going forward, based off of whether or not they're going to have a lot of players available to, to even be in it. I mean, if you if you look at the teams that they had last year, there might only be – I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing out numbers here. They're, they might have lost 80% of the field that they had playing in that. Do they still think it's of value to hold an event like that if I, they don't have it's, star power to a, market it? Yeah, I think that's a, it's a good uh, – you know, that's a, it's very probable – you know that they're sitting on a couple of things to wait and see what happens on March first, because I know that they were, you know, pushing to get this resolved before March first so that this deadline could be pushed or yeah. scrapped altogether. So, so yeah, uh, for them to commit big dollars to uh, world events that players are not going to be able to go to, yeah. yeah, I would I would sit on those decisions for a while too. <laughs> yeah, we're basically yeah. an event with third third tier players, I think. 
Well, second, yeah, second or third tier players depends on who you yeah. know jumps well, into the to other six, matchroom events. I mean, matchroom events six are eight, six to eight first tier players. There's going to be another uh, probably twenty second tier players, and then the rest will probably be third tier players. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's. I mean, you know, all the matchroom open events are still going to be two fifty six, correct? That's so there's going to be a lot of players who, who we don't know about in that 128 who are going to make a decision to play in a match from event, come to UK Open, come to European Open, come to whatever. So uh, at that time, they all become persona non grata with WPA2, right? Whether, yep. They're, yep. whether they're a signed WNT player or not, you play in the event, yeah. you're done. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you, you could end up with third tier for sure because a, a lot of these second tier players could – Say, you know, I'm going to take a stab at the Euro Championship. I'm going to take a stab at the UK Open um, and, and you know, see how the chips fall. The, uh, the My understanding, too, going forward of the 256 is, and I don't know how this works out if you're going to have a bunch of players that are basically have to risk their eligibility. Um, and actually, I mean, I, I guess let's talk about that in a second. But the, to my understanding, there's going to be a huge chunk of the the 128 is going to be seated. The last 20 128, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of wild cards in there, but they're going to be a lot of qualifying. You can't, from my understanding, you're not just going to be able to sign up for a lot of these events going forward. You're right. actually going to have to qualify your way into them. So if that's the case, in theory, you, yeah, that's the in, in that's theory, the yep. that's the plan. Um, you know, we'll see after a couple open events. And in you know, Belgium, we're going to have a qualifier for the UK Open. Very nice. The UK is going to have a, there's going to be a, I and know so, there's going to be a couple of UK open ones for that onboard is hosting as well, potentially. Yeah. But, so they're um, still talking about filling 128 places. They're not going to be 128 qualifiers. Yeah, will, no, your qualifier, not, but, will your qualifier qualify how many people? Uh, when, when the field is 64, we qualify eight. You qualify eight. Yeah. So the top eight will advance to, uh, to the UK open. To the UK, you, yeah play it through to a champion and is there because there'll be different prize money which or or do they all get their any of their costs defrayed for going over no, there or? that's that that's probably the first one i officially announced it because i, I just received uh, uh the contracts this week um so i still have to go through them for a, a legal standpoint uh but um no uh because we're a small federation uh and we're all uh we have to keep a tight budget, um, so travel is on the players. Uh, um, stay is on the players. Um, how the prize money will be divided uh, depends a little bit because there are a couple of stipulations in the contract, uh, which I will not go into detail right now, um, that have effect on the prize pool as is. Okay. Um, so the first eight qualify. Um, and do we play to a champion and has that maybe a financial small financial reward and how they use that right i don't know probably okay uh, we will play through a champion but uh, of, uh but we can also have a qualifier with less people and then we only have four or three or two so right, right. depending on the size of the field yeah depending size of the field yeah. it's a maximum of eight but for example if we can fill up let's say a 128 field then it's more beneficial to have two 64s 
because yeah, then you of have course, yeah, two different tournaments, tickets, two, two different, different tournaments, tournaments. and, you and if you have them, if you have them a couple of days apart, the people who finished seventh through sixty fourth in the first one play in the second one and get another stab at it. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. So uh, because you can only have up to eight in one tournament. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's the that that's the rule. Yeah, I mean they've done uh, that in the past where player places have had multiple qualifiers and you you come up short in the first qualifier you just jump into the second you follow you, you mm -hmm. jump in so you basically have three shots at it. it's going to cost you three times the entry fee but um you get three stabs at it yeah but it's a 250 dollar entry fee um so you have to take into account as well yeah if you if you go into to a qualifier three times that you don't end up paying close to yeah, like seven hundred and fifty dollars uh, just for the just for the right to pay another two thousand dollars to go to the tournament. Yeah, of course. Like that. You so, gotta love pool. It, <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's a balancing act. It will be yeah, it somewhere is. around uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, April or twentieth of April. Yeah. Pool players aren't that smart, Mike. You're gonna ruin his hustle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in it for the money, guys. So uh, that's I, the I problem with pool. Nobody's in it for the money. Yeah, Bob, can you sign me up for your tournament? I want to qualify. <laughs> Come to Belgium. I'll be there. I'll be there. Carl, Carl did his exhibition in 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 one of our Belgian clubs uh, without with a new queue, by the way, uh, a white carbon queue that he got sent. Okay. Oh yeah, maybe. and he got it in that week. Uh, played for it for three hours and immediately uh, got to the final in in a tournament in Belgium. So. Wow. If if uh, if if an old retired pool player can do that, Nate, then... that that either says the the quality of the queue is quite good or the quality of the competition is bad. <laughs> uh, I, I I I lost to him six zero, so uh, okay. I um, got a donut. Yeah, no, a donut. <laughs> no disgrace there, Bob. The Jim Telfer special is that what you got? Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, I mean. I don't know. We're going to find out a lot. I mean, it's the 22nd. Uh, this is a leap year, right? This is a leap year. Yeah, I can't wait to go yeah. to Vegas next next week because there's going to be, you know, those last couple of days, there's going to be a lot of speculation. The player is going to be talking, you know, uh, Predator is going to be talking, WPA is going to be talking. There's going to be a lot of, um, it's going to be an interesting time for sure. Boy, how, how would I love to be a bar fly on that, well, bar stool well, <laughs> i i want to hear you the don't have to be a bar fly you can just you can just be there and ask all the questions you want it's you know that's not... true i just got back from vegas it was uh it wasn't it wasn't any different than you remember it okay a little colder yeah although actually uh yeah when i was out there it was actually colder in vegas than it was in wisconsin when i left wow it got down to like 40 44 degrees while i was out there and i'm walking around in shorts and t-shirts and everyone's looking at me like oh <gasps> Yeah, right. well, meanwhile it's 51 degrees in wisconsin yeah yeah so so that was fun i don't know um i don't know is it i mean the the las vegas open is going on right now i mean yeah we we could talk about anything that's going on but i mean by the time that everybody hears us we're just going to sound stupid because it'll be over um <laughs> do we want to talk i i think this roughing stuff is absolutely fantastic um it gives me lots of I don't know. Lots of ammo to whine like a baby. Uh, do we want to see? Do we want to see the call, and we'll go from it from there? The one that really is bugging me out. Yeah, sure, sure. All right. So, uh, uh, which one is it? Here we go. Let's 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 share this screen. We'll do. Uh, 
32 players seated in this 96 we'll this right player here. We don't want to listen to it, though. No. Here's, here's the call. So, uh, as you can see, we'll go back to the beginning so we can see this. Cheng walks up to the table, grabs his cue ball. Look how awkwardly this uh, this referee like puts these balls. Like they're both right-handed players, right? So if Cheng actually gets down, look where like Payne McBride is actually standing yeah, right, right now, and he's actually pretty far over. So if you go to like here, where the ball before the before the ball gets moved, let's take a little still shot right here, right? Oh, we moved it. Dang it. Well, but so if we can see where Payne right there, so Payne is right there standing there. Once Chang actually goes over and gets into his stance, he's literally going to be like touching butts. They're going to, they're going to be touching butts on this. There's no freaking way that Chang can get into his, his stance there with Payne McBride. So naturally Chang just grabs the cue ball, moves it over just a little bit so that he gives himself enough room sure. to where he can actually get into his stance without you know, running into uh pain and maybe does it show him actually get down into the stance? No, no, it doesn't. No, but you can see there right with him moving over. If he just moves over, how far did he move the cue ball? Here's, well, the, cue mean, ball. here's the question What is the exact language of the foul? The language is the, the referee has to place the ball, nothing really states anything after that. Okay, is that the case in all events? I mean, you know, in matrim events, in matrim events, don't the players, you know, put the ball on this the line themselves for this? For I the believe leg? so. Yeah, okay. I believe so. Is there a particular reason that that a player shouldn't be able to move the ball left or right to make his leg? Uh, it's, uh, the only advantage, the only advantage that would that you would gain from it is being able to actually stand in your shot. I mean, the disadvantage is having to like have a stance that isn't actually natural, right? I mean, if 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 Chang was to to go down the first time, he might end up running into to pain. And he's not trying to be like right on top of him, right? So the only advantage is to be able to stand in your own stance. And that's not really an advantage at that point. That's more of a, a disadvantage, right? To have to because whoever then is going to be on the right side of it is going to to be the advantaged player because they're going to have all the room in the world and the other player has to compact their swing up to where they can actually uh swing the cue you know the most disappointing thing is that we're having this discussion it's so stupid <laughs> I, mean, I just really, find it, i just find it it's just it's beyond asinine uh you it's know stupid. and it's it's, it's kind of one of these you know a referee trying too hard to show that he knows these rules and that everybody's got to stick by him or they get sent home and have to sit in a corner um you know there's there's a point at which um, it becomes counterproductive. Uh, this is certainly one of them. And, you know, poor Chang, he's got to, you know, he, he's got to know at this point, when a ball's on the table, don't get anywhere near it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, so, actually even more detailed, never touch the ball with your cue again, because the first time he fouled because right. he touched it with his tip. Yeah, we touched it with his tip. And so I thought that's what they were calling here too. And I then I, but I saw he, he moved it with his ferrule, which everybody does with ball in hand, you know, yeah. they always move it two inches to the left, two inches to the right with their ferrule. Uh, yeah. But I wasn't aware that until this, that wherever the referee places the ball is where you have to shoot it from. Uh, so it just, it, then it becomes, you better make sure that everyone, 
you know, th that every referee puts it in a place okay. that's not going to disturb a player. If I can intervene, yeah. um, I, I just got a met message from our uh, Belgian international referee uh, that uh, the rule was clearly stated at the players' meeting, but Chang didn't attend, that the ref places the balls and they play from that place. If that's it's not possible to stand, that the player must... Uh, say it to the referee. Ask so the referee can, to move the ball. Ask the referee to move okay. the ball. Okay. All right. So he, mean, he clearly committed a foul. Sure. My question according, is according, according to, to the, the rule, rule. My question is, you know, how necessary is the exactness of that rule? I, uh, well, okay, that, so, that's a, that's a yeah, twofold. That's that's a the purpose being, blade, the purpose because if it's a rule. What? Yeah, yeah, I get that, it. That, I get it. I, the I, ref I, did nothing wrong then. If, right. If, 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 I, I get if, it. If my 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 esteemed colleague here uh, uh, sends me that the rule has been given, then the ref did nothing wrong. Then it's on Chang not to commit the foul. You can argue the 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 stupidity. The, the, the stupidity. Okay. That's the word. <laughs> you you can argue <laughs> why is the rule even there? That's a valid uh, right. argument. That's what. I'm, that's my question. Yeah, what I guess what is the point of this rule? I mean, okay, so generally speaking, correct me if I'm wrong. Rules are usually to prevent someone you from keep, getting an advantage. Exactly. That's exactly it, right? So what is the advantage of being able to move the cue ball over, back, left, right? I mean, in most rules, most amateur rules, you can lag anywhere below the head string. So theoretically, you could move the cue ball all the way up to the second diamond, which is where this is at, and lag from there because that's the shortest amount of distance that you need to lag from. But I know plenty of people that lag with their cue on the back rail and they move it down to about the first diamond and they lag that way. Uh, so if you want to make it a, a requirement that you have to lag from the second diamond so that everybody has the same exact uh, distance to lag, sure. Why does it then matter whether you're all the way over frozen to the long rail or you're in the exact middle of the table. There's no advantage either way. I mean, you're you're making a rule for a, for a problem that doesn't exist. Okay. I mean, you should know the, argue, the argue reasoning behind it. To argue against myself, what would prevent me then from moving the ball that makes you uncomfortable as my opponent? Well, that's so that 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 right there is a real answer. But to to but then you're forcing him to do that unless he decides to go to the referee and say, "Hey, I need you to move this over, or you need to move the other one over." Because so the way he set the, it up there, so he's having this, being forced. So into having that. this rule prevents that argument. Uh, no, it just requires you to take longer to potentially lag and puts more onus on the referee to not be an idiot where he puts the cue ball. Well, if you move it into, if you move it closer to your opponent and it makes it now the opponent's going to go to ref and say, he's moving it too close to me. I need to move over. You're not giving me enough room. And now you've got a, a worse argument. You're definitely that, not wrong there. You're definitely yeah. not wrong there. There, there is a way that you could be a nit about it, but how long have you covered this industry, Mike? Have you ever seen anybody do that ever? Uh, no, but you know, I, I, I don't mind. I, I understand writing rules to prevent that from even being a consideration. I don't, I don't hate the argument. Uh, I mean, that's, that's an argument worth having. I hate when I prove um, myself wrong, but, <laughs> but in well, this case, I, I think it's an argument worth having, but I, st kind of get it. I still think yeah. you're just, I still think you're just completely wrong. I, I, I don't, I don't want to say you're wrong. I don't think that, I think the rule is completely wrong. I mean, it's like, it's like saying, I don't, I don't want a monkey to drive my airplane. So should we, 
should we create a rule that monkeys can no longer fly airplanes? There must be a reasoning behind it. There must be some reasoning behind it. Well, that's the only thing I can think of is that is that by saying, you know, this is where we're putting the ball. You have to play it from there. You eliminate arguments, movement, one player trying to do something to another, things like that. You just keep it nice. You just just keep it simple. Okay. I get it. I, no, I mean, I get you have to change the lag, then, then change the timing of the lag because you have players who deliberately hold uh, in lagging to see how yeah. fast or how slow the opponent that's, that's is, drives me crazy. is lagging. And because, uh, correct me if I'm, um, I'm wrong, Mike, because uh, if the ball of your opponent hits the short rail and you haven't queued yet, it's a foul, correct? That, I don't think I'm not a rule. I don't think there's stuff. a rule to that. I think that's an uh, unwritten you rule. Could be, you could be, you could be right. I think yeah, yeah, lag if, if you have not struck the cue ball and he's in motion. If your if your opponent's cue ball already touched the the, the short. Well, then let, then let me ask you this, Bob. What's stopping these players from getting down and one of them just rifling it 400 miles an hour to where he doesn't even give his opponent the opportunity to? Once it hits that rail, you won the lag. I understand what you're saying, but. To decide who can come up with the nittiest. Uh, well, I, I mean, that's it, right? I mean, we're talking rule, about things. Right? We're talking about things Slip that just don't happen. Yeah. We're just talking about things that just don't happen. They just never happen. So what, why? I mean, it, as silly as it is to go back to my little monkey pilot thing, like Craig says, I hope there's a law preventing monkeys from being a pilot. There isn't one. There's no freaking way that anybody's ever created mm. a law that says monkeys can't fly a plane, but you know good and damn well that like none of these things are true. (laughs) Well, I've just never heard of any of these things actually happening. I've never heard of somebody like bumping into their opponents while lagging on purpose or, um, you know, you know, shoving the cue ball so far over that the person can't even, I've never heard of that happening. Now, if that's, if that's happened, fine. I'm I'm glad to take a step back on it. I just, it seems like you're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. I, I I'll give you that one, but on occasion, that stuff happens. Yeah, of course. It does. But not in the pro event. That's the right. thing. You impl- yeah, you sure. implement the rule. Be, it's going to be in yeah. a bar somewhere. Yeah, where yeah, 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 yeah. Be a no, it, and I, that that I'm fully on board for. I've just never <laughs> yeah. heard of any pro that has ever done that. Now, yeah. I mean, Jason, Jason's, Jason's in here in the chat. Uh, chat. Uh, Chris Alexander was here. He had to leave. Um, you know, these are these are two pros. Um. Is, I mean, if there's any other pros out there that are just kind of listening in the background, reach out. I mean, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever done it to somebody? Have you ever heard of it being done to somebody? Have you ever um, had somebody do it to you? I mean, I, I've just never heard of a situation where somebody purposefully tried to run into somebody on the lag to get to gain an well, advantage. Look at it this in way, the pro too. tour? I don't think so. How many matches were there yesterday? <clears throat> a lot of matches. 35 okay. to yeah, 100, okay. somewhere in there. One person didn't play by the rule. So everybody at Piers knows the rule, and they go up there and they hit the leg. Oh well, we don't know but, what happened. On the, there was at least two times that it happened. It happened once on the stream table. It happened once on the side table. Oh, someone got penalized on the side table as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I know of but at okay. least one more person that got penalized on the side table. But the refs are not to blame here. They're just executing. Yeah, no, no. I I get it. I get it. Well, it you comes know, it comes into make... how much how much discretion do you have to be. Um, uh, how much discretion do you have as a referee to be able to call the rules, not as the rule book states, but as you know they should be called? None. Well, to me, the easier thing is to go up and say, 
remember, gentlemen, when I put these balls down, you can't touch them. Okay? True. Do that before they even walk well, up to the table. You're not going to have an I issue. Mean, to be, okay, so then, so then there's a there's so then there's a distinct advantage to English speakers, because Cheng doesn't speak English. He was trying to interpret what he was doing. I mean, and, and this is what this is what I was going to show. Why should he have gone on. to the rules meeting? Yeah. He can't. He can't speak English. He, <laughs> that's what I mean. So he, why go to the meeting? Well, that's probably why he didn't go to the meeting. He doesn't speak English, right? <laughs> so, okay, I but mean, oh, okay, okay. But there's now, nothing now, that you can now, do about that. I mean, I'm not trying to. Now like, we're throwing it in, in into to the ridiculous argument. If no, that's. Engaged, I mean, that's what it, that's where it always ends up when you start. If you're engaging into a sport where English is the primary language, then aren't you supposed to at least? understand when there's a players meeting or have at least somebody who translates or helps they'll get the rules ahead of time they can get them you know i don't want to i don't want to play devil's advocate for for yeah. for the organization here don't get me wrong i think yeah. in essence it's a stupid rule 100 percent I mean, you, you can see it like this point right here in the video. You can see he's pointing on the table where the yeah. ball about was and he's like yeah. and now He's trying okay. to talk to somebody in the background. He's trying to get some yeah. sort of interpreted. And he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's obviously showing that he couldn't stand where he was. Yeah. Now, with that being said, Mike, you're completely right in a sense of, um, if, if, if that's the rule, that's the rule. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that he did, the ref necessarily did anything wrong. What I'm saying is that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. And this should be outlawed. I mean, this, this rule should not exist. Agreed. But and there are I, lots I think of having space. having these conversations is what changes the things. I, I I'm I'm a firm advocate of that. I think that sports shows, uh, especially you know, first take part in the interruption stuff like that, those are more influential on getting rules changed in the NFL mm. and NBA than mm. the NBA and the NFL and in the, themselves. I mean, I think that the I think that the people who have the discussions on things that are just absolutely stupid has more of an impact than what any of these organizations are going to do on their own. Yeah. What were the last three events of Predator? The last three events would be the World Eight in in sequential order, including this, this event, one, the World Eight Ball, and then the Puerto Rico Open in sequential order. Was well, it got, in that? Was it in that event here. as well? That rule. Sorry, Mike. What'd you say? No, I'm sorry, Bob. You, what would you ask about the rules? <laughs> was in those events? Was that rule also implemented? Apparently, because someone mentioned it last year, Wu. Uh, yeah, when Wu got called for the same foul. Okay, Wu Chiching so or Wu Kanlin? New, as far Wu as predator, as far as predator events go. Okay, as so far as predator, yeah, yeah, but okay, we're talking yeah. about the predator events. So yeah, yeah, if if it's if it's tournament number three, uh, that should know is, the rules. Am I being silly now? I I guess. The rules are the rules. I I guess I can't argue with that. I just think it's the stupidest thing in the world, and there's no reason that sure. this should be called. Sure. Okay. Uh, Demand change, the, mate. Demand change. Why doesn't his adversary uh, say, okay, relag? That's up to him. He can do it. Well, they never lag to begin with. Okay, but he can. He can. He can. He can do it. No, the referee could just say no. This well, is the, the rule. We're playing by the rules. It's very nice of you and gentlemanly and sportsmanlike to offer that, but we're not doing that. We're playing by the rules. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's Are we done with thing. rules? Let's be done yeah. with rules. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Let's be done with rules. <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I don't know. We're 51 minutes in. We haven't even gotten to the World 10 Ball Championship yet, Nate. Let's get there. 
Well, go on. What do you want to talk about, Mike? <laughs> well, I mean, I am not going to go defend the WPA, uh, generally speaking. But when uh, everyone knows that Sanjin Belovanovich, Bazinger Savin didn't get into, didn't get a, a an invite into the World Ten Ball Championship, didn't get a wild card, didn't get a spot from the EPBF, and is not playing. And there are a number of players of his status who aren't playing the World Ten Ball. A lot okay? of them. Then everybody goes up in arms about how stupid you know WPA is, and you know how does Hunter Lombardo get in, but Sanjin Palavanovic doesn't get in, and. You know, there there is some defense to how things happened. Okay, people just have to understand that. Okay, comparing Hunter Lombardo getting in to Sanjing not getting in is apples and oranges because they got in from different federations. Okay, so Sanjing cannot get picked by the BCA. So the BCA had now, you know, the. And people arguing that, you know, well, it's 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 only a field of 64, which is stupid. Well, most of these were only fields 64 not that long ago. You know, World 10 ball was 64 in 19 or 20. Um, World 9 ball was 64 when it was in Qatar. You know, all these things. So that's the, the size of the field is, is not a WPA issue. It's usually a promoter issue, right? Sponsor issue. Mm-hmm. Top 16 got invited automatically. If you were in the top 16 WPA, you got invited to the, to the World 10 ball. Sanja was 20th. Okay, so he didn't qualify that way. Nothing wrong with that. Now, the federations then get an allotment of selections, right? I think the EPBF got 13 or 12. Uh, BCA, North America, you know, North America, whatever, Mexico, Canada gets eight. China gets 13. You know, Australia, New Zealand, Oceania, whatever gets six, four, whatever it is. So then it's up to those uh, uh, confederations, you know, continental federations to pick who gets to go, not the WPA. And then I'm sure that the sponsor gets X number of wild cards. So those were the opportunities for Sanjin to get picked. My biggest beef would be with the EPBF's rationale for not picking him, for not picking David Alcade with their allotment and instead giving them to all their Euro Tour players, you know, who were ranked in the top part of the Euro Tour. Um, I mean, you know, some of the names are like, I was writing them down, Dennis Laskowski. Roman Heibler, uh, Yuma Dormer, Luca Men. Okay, so these are guys that that we who watch these big international tournaments every you know couple of months when they're on, we have no idea. Roman Heibler is the are. only person I can even name. Ro- Roman Heibler, yeah, he's played in some events, right? He's been around a long time. So these other guys are all ranked in the top ten in the Euro Tour. So the argument being from the EPBF, I'm sure that listen. These are the guys who support our our events, support our federation. So we're going to give them these slots. Okay, so that's that's the rationale. So that's why Sanjin doesn't get one of those because he doesn't support the EPBF or the Euro Tour. Okay, wild card picks there weren't that many, so 
you know, those are, those are at your, you know, at a promoter's whim, you know, who are they going to pick? I think the wildcard picks were Fetter was a wildcard pick. Kachi, Kachi didn't even get an EPBF pick and didn't make it in the top 16 from the WPA, right? So he needed to get on in a wild card. He's the defending freaking champion of this. He's thing. a two-time champion and the defending so, champion. You know, so I think I think uh, uh, Alex Pagalian got a wild card pick. Feder got a wild card pick. Kachi got a wild card pick, uh, and and uh, Big Cole got a wild card pick. So that's how the structure works. Now people can argue that all they want, but the WPA didn't pick the sixty-four players. Uh, and they they couldn't just randomly pick the sixty four players. Bob, can you enlighten me on as a federation? Once the EPBF gets its twelve or thirteen person allotment, are you even part of the process of determining who gets those? Me personally, no. Your federation, uh, Belgian federation. No, no. But so, to be fair, and and. Just uh, in all complete honesty, we have no players competing. Also, yeah, so, I know, but I mean, you couldn't even suggest, you couldn't even vote with the EPBF on. I would select David Alcade before I'd se select Yuma Dorm, okay, or something no, like that. You have no. they, they just they just picked the twelve players and yes. And does do any because of the federations get a stay in it, or is it just the EPBF board? Not to my knowledge. Um, um how the structure of the EPBF is is that they the board is selected on our behalf to represent us and they have complete autonomy okay because we entrusted them yeah, with yeah it's like it's like that. electing an alderman in your neighborhood yeah. or a political yeah. official that you represent yeah. my vote or or yeah. we trust you to make the judgment yeah correct okay okay so you know so you, you can kind of understand if you're the EPBF that this is the way you're going to go. Look, do I agree with the picks on a personal level? No. Do I understand them? I yes. think they're the most fair. Well, because okay. Thing now their house because they're seeing now. Okay, that one is going. That one is going. That one is going. That one is going. You, 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 and you are staying. So here. So, I, I, you know, I get that. It seems like it makes sense. And here's my argument against that. I'm setting myself up for my own argument battling again. <laughs> Which is that you were the federations that helped establish these guys as the top players in the world. The David Alcades the catchies, the fillers, the whoever, okay? Mm. Now, they, you you helped them get to where they are. They represented the EPBF. They represented their countries. And now that they're not your, you know, Euro Tour bros, they don't count anymore. So instead, I'm going to send inferior players on behalf of our federation, on behalf of our countries, to the world and championship. And unquestionably inferior players. What benefit Sorry. did you do? What benefit did you have? You, you basically, you know, it, you've kind of contradicted yourselves by not picking the best representatives that Europe has to offer. And, and I understand then you're telling 
you know, uh, you know, Yuma Dorner, that even though he's ranked in the top, you know, 10 in the Euro Tour, that he's not going to go to this event because David Alcade is who doesn't support the Euro Tour. But the, the counter argument to that is we're helping establish the stars and the Euro Tour now is helping establish the, the next level of stars. And, and we will do everything we can to get you into some of these other events, but we're not sending you to a world freaking championship. Well, it's, let me ask you this. You're, you're watering down a world championship because of your stubbornness and your self-gratification for your own federation or your own continental confederation. And that to me is just, it, it, that blows my mind that they could be that narrow-minded and that they operate in that much of a, uh, of a vacuum. So Bob, before you actually address this, let me ask you the question that you might know the answer to. Is there in any sort of way, I have a very needy cat. Uh, is there any sort of language that says this is how we're picking our players? Because the BCA and, and Ed Ladawi's in the, the comments right now, so he can back this up or tell me I'm wrong. As far as I understand, the BCA says, if you want an invite to any sort of event uh, that we have an allotment for, this is how you do it. These are the rankings you need to be a part of. Does, does uh, the EPBF have anything like that? Yes, but don't ask them to me. I don't know them by heart because I am not that invested in it because no Belgian player is competing. Yeah. yeah. They, but there is know, language, yes. I'm sure it is, but I don't think that I don't think it's like strict like okay, one through ten. Sure. I don't because no. Yannick Prong Yannick Pronger's got invited, right? He's ranked like 49th or 50th on the Euro Tour, but mm -hmm. he won the junior world 10 ball. Okay. So, or European one one or the other. So um, you know, so so they're gonna send him. I don't even have a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you've got some guys, you know, who are ranked. You know, Dennis Laskowski is ranked 48th in the Euro Tour. Okay. So, so you had 12 picks. You want to reward your Euro Tour? Give give, give the top three. six guys a pick. I give them. Get yeah. the top six guys in, but then take your heroes that you helped develop and make sure they're in the World Championship. I mean, Not really. Hard. I'm playing devil's advocate like a... here. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I'm ahead. playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. You say, send your heroes that you help develop. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm agreeing on this on a personal level. I'm just thinking out of the box here. Yeah. But those heroes stabbed you in the back. Did they stab you in the back or did they just, or did they move on to better opportunities? There is no benefit okay. at this point in his career for David okay. Alcade to sit in Estonia in a basement okay. and play a Euro Tour event. Okay. But with that analogy, are you taking your ex-girlfriend who moved on to better occasions to the concert tickets that you bought before that you broke up? I don't think so. I don't. If she bought the tickets, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, you're going, but are you taking your ex-girlfriend that moved on to better occasions? Well, no, it, that's see, my question. I don't look at it like that. I don't look at like I left my federation. I look at it as, um, you know, now I've moved on to this level. But I and, agree. And I'm not asking you to support me financially anymore. But I'm I'm one. I represent Europe. I represent Spain. He always, you know, when he plays for Team Spain, the Spanish flag is all over the place. And very um, well, yeah. And so, so they are you know, make them, you know, make sure that they know that you help them get in there 
and they're going to treat you well too. They're not going to stab you in the back. Just because they're not playing in Euro tours doesn't mean they're stabbing you in the back. Um, I, I, but I agree. I'm just, like I said, playing devil's advocate and saying, what can be the reasoning of not taking them? I love the devil's advocate. I do it all the time. I mean, this is what I, I, reason I would for love not taking them is, in my humble opinion, and I'm speculating because I was not involved in the decision. As I said, the EPBF board is entrusted to make that decision for us. Uh, I would have loved to have been in the room just just to hear their debate going because you know good and damn well we're having this on this podcast right now this debate and you know that they had this debate and the, the the powers that be had this debate and they came out on this side of it where they said boo to the you know boo I don't to even the, think uh, they had the debate I don't think they had I, the debate. I think they I, walked in the room knowing that they were gonna that if you aren't with us you're against us and that's that's a well, bad that's a situation that has developed so i, I can understand both sides that they are taking that stance right how but, unfortunate it is for for the alcades and 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 all of them and who should be in this event and aren't the situation has developed as such that everybody is is drawing their proverbial line in the sand so and can you blame and them for that's that's so wrong on so many levels you know i'm not I arguing agree, with you. Yeah. I'm, it's we're, we're playing we're playing this back and forth is yeah. that um you know for them to say we would prefer to have a very mediocre world 10 ball championship and stick to our guns than we would to have one of our players one of our homegrown heroes win the event because you know what dennis laskowski isn't winning this event Yuma Dorner is not winning this event. Yeah, David that's, that's Elkade could win this event. Be nice, Mike. If there no. was a Belgian in there, you would say the same. Be nice. <laughs> Luca Brissell. <laughs> if he's in there, I'm, I'm rooting for him. He's not winning the event, but I'll root for him. <laughs> well, you can you can be anybody I mean, named Kulamans. You know, anybody, you know, whatever. Right? <laughs> he's not Raymond. wrong. Good old Raymond. <laughs> but he's he's I mean, you're right. He's not I mean <sighs> It, for a world championship with 64 players, you would like you would like to have ultimately like the smell test. If this person had the tournament of their life where everything went right for them, could they win this event? Yeah, I, you I would think, never say yes. I think for, these guys went out of their way to you make would never say yes to, to a world players in this field. Less than a world championship. There is zero chance that t probably 15 players in this field, if not more, could win this event if they had everything go their way and they played as good as they can possibly play. There are still. So, are we going to talk about the format <laughs> while we're while we're talking about players' chances of winning? Should we talk about the format? <laughs> well, I mean, is is that a good time to segue into no, this? No, no, I'm just I'm just teasing. I don't even want to get into that argument. That's a whole different ballgame. Uh, but. Um, but, but tell no, me I'm I just, wrong. I mean, it, do I'm, either I'm, one of like, you think I'm wrong on that? No, you know, you're not wrong. It's just, but like we said, like we said from the start, there's there's arguments to be made for both sides of how this played out. But to me, the result stinks. No matter how you justified your way into it, the result stinks, which is a world championship that does not have the best players. And I understand it, I, I'm 100% in a world championship, 100% agreement that you've got to have representation from everywhere. So you're going to get a South yeah. American player who 
you know, someone's going to get left out of Europe because of South American, because South America got five spots. Okay, that I don't, I'm not going to argue with. But when you take those 14 European spots, not counting the 10 Europeans that got in through the automatic bids with being in the top 16, now you've got 26 players from Europe in there. Um, they should be the best guys you could send. Out, that's, out what of you should, that's what you should, that's your responsibility. And that's what you should be excited for is you out want your Do you have a list of those players? Of which players? The, the European EPBF representations. Yeah. Can you, okay. So I just got it written down. I went, just went well, through the list. I mean, sure. you got, well, hold on. Uh, Can you read them out loud one at a time? And Bob and I are going to say if, 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 if any sort of possibility that they could ever win this tournament, if the best thing, well, I don't think, I don't roles. think that that's the right argument. I don't think it's a, it's a matter of, can you win? Because... It's a world championship. That's a, as a limited field. I mean, why are you sending players? I mean, that's, that's our entire argument here is like, you, you just can't no, send I, players. They, don't have a chance no. to win. I, I think it's more of, were there, were there, were there European opportunities better than this player? Okay. So Max Lechner, no problem, right? Nope. Good. No problem. Roman Heibler. Uh, Roman actually has a very, very decent resume that, that spans a lot of years with, with some good wins. No, he, he, he's, he is, there are way better opportunities and I like Roman a lot. Uh, no. you know, from Euro, Tour, like I said, if, if, if they had taken Euro tour and said, okay, we've got 12 picks, we're going to take six from the Euro tour yep. and six wild cards. And they could still pick from the world, tour, but they could pick a David LK. They could pick a Sanjin, whatever. So anyways. Dennis Laskowski. Nope. Yuma Dormer, Germany. Nope. Luca Men, Germany. Nope. Oliver Solnaki. No problem. Yes. Uh Yannick Pongers. I don't have a problem with this because you're rewarding a junior winning the championship. I like in it. In 10 I'm gonna say okay. the same thing, yeah. Yep. I Michael agree. Mikhail Ogard from Norway. Mm, I, he's uh, actually like a sneaky good player, but no. Simon Corral, Poland. Daniel Massial, Poland. Yes, Daniel for sure. Radislav Babika, Poland. Misko yep. Fortunski, Poland. Yep. Okay, those were ones that I that I counted uh, from 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 your from you know basically the EPBF rankings, um, and they were kind of you know some of them were ranked really high, some of them were again like I said you know Dennis Laskowski was ranked forty eighth. How he got one of the, you know I, I'm not sure, but. Um, you know, maybe a Euro Tour or, or a European Championship medal that he received or something. Um, they can find a million ways to rationalize some of these picks. But did you leave people out at their expense? You know, I'm just going to still say, yeah, it was. There were six not, players not, in there that I don't have. I think there were six players in there that none of us would have a problem with. So that's was, Ek was Eklund and Fedor were they were they uh, wild cards? You said for, yeah. no, they were he wild cards. Said it. They were yeah, Eklund was a wild card. Eklund so those were wild card. So that means was... that means that the EPB Fedor's US. So Fedor's not EPB, yeah, right? Or not Europe? Period. So um, yeah, correct. But but that means that you had to actively skip over Eklund Kachi. You want to talk about like yes. absolutely yeah. stupidity? The, the defending champion, the EPBF, yeah. is going to actively. Well, like, they they may have also known that he was going to get a wild card no matter what. It doesn't well, matter. That, you that's don't, the you question. Don't, you don't Did he get a wild card? Wait, 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 wait. Did he get a wild card, or was he automatically in? He got a wing? wild card. I'm not sure about that. Wasn't he automatically in by winning the, the last year? Anything that listed him as an automatic uh, invite. Okay. Because then they would have the automatic would have actually been 17. 
There's absolutely no reason. And the defending champion, which it was not listed like that. It was not described like that. So I'm assuming that he got a wild card because you just and he must have because I think there were four wild cards and I named off two to four were. You just cannot you cannot like just actively skip over a player and say, well, we know it's he's going to be covered later on, so we'll just let them deal with it, right? There's the the fact that they didn't pick Eklund Kachi as one of the EPBFs as the defending champion and a two time champion in general is is all I need to know about the EPBF. That that right there is unforgivable. No well, co- you know, no we could have co- talked no it through if Green would have come on, Bob, but... Uh... <laughs> that would have been nice. That would have been nice. No, yeah, I, 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 couldn't, exp- I, I couldn't explain it. Um, there will also be a reasoning behind it, if it's a good one. I don't well, know I, I guess, does one. Albania have a federation that's part of the EPBF? I mean, Eklund's played in a bunch of these events, so I have to assume that... Albania has a federation. Doesn't he used to play. He used to play on the Euro Tour, so they have to. Right? They do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay, so then the EPBF and actively Claudio decided plays to... on the Euro Tour, so yeah, yeah. they must. He acted. They actively decided to skip over, uh, Eklund, which was, I mean, unforgivable. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't even have anything to say about that. I mean, the EPBF is obviously trying to make some sort of statement when you go down to the forty seventh ranked player before you would give an invite to, uh, the defending champion. Right. When he's under your, when he when he is under your purview and your your umbrella, and you actively skip over him, unforgivable. EPBF has zero legs to stand on. It's an absolute joke of an organization. I've always said that, and now I have had it completely uh, reinforced in my mind. <laughs> a bit harsh. <laughs> yeah, a little strong, but okay. Little well, strong. Nate, play, Nate, you, uh, Nate's a, uh, an emotional guy. But and he didn't even quote he and he didn't even quote uh, 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 Jim yet. He forgot to quote him. No, I, I won't be the one to do that. Jim, <laughs> Jim wants to come on. He can do that. I, yeah, I sure. mean, I, he wants to be forward. He gets on the show. Uh, yeah, EP, yeah. It, it, the EPBF is not designed. You're not supposed to be playing politics. They're obviously playing politics with these picks. You think? <laughs> we had to go through an hour and 13 minutes of this for you to come up with that <laughs> it just it's it's unforgivable it just it's the it's yeah no it's, there's listen there's a lot wrong with it um and um uh, again they can rationalize it any way they want but i again to me um the epbf more than any of the other federations uh, took the world championship and made it a political statement and, and made the world championship less than the world championship. And now I come full circle in that there <laughs> you're is gonna, still, you're not agree with me, right? There's still a lot to be gained by both parties when by, by coming to some kind of agreement. Of course. Kind of agreement. <clears throat> And yeah, no one's going to argue with you that, that that the world's not better if everybody's playing in the same sandbox. Then these atrocities will never happen. Yeah. Well, this. I mean, this. We'll still have arguments about who picked and who didn't, uh, but uh, because again, in all of these instances, if it's going to in world championships, to me, if the other events, to me, then Matrim gets to pick whoever they want. But in world championships, I do think that there should be. Um, you know, these spots allocated to federations for at least some players. 
because that's what gives players the opportunity to get someplace that they they haven't earned yet. you know like like a south american player if they took all these spots and just went by merit it would all be european players and asian players and no one from australia new zealand south america africa would ever get into the events right so you have to have if you're going to have a world championship you have to give these people the opportunity to make it there and and in in turn help develop their own countries through more enthusiasm and more play and whatever. So, you know, if you're going to have the world championships, do it right. Uh, but, but, you know, you can do a lot better job of making it fair. They didn't try yeah. to make it fair. <laughs> We've already established that <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. So Bob, what um, is with the what is with Belgian pool players? Where do we stand? Uh, with Belgian pool players, well, we have some 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 really good players. Uh, I think of uh, our, our our top three four players in 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 Cliff Kostelen, uh, Moritz Lawrence, uh, David Delay, who are excellent players, but need to get that opportunity because they're not even semi pros. They were yeah. still working. They have a full-time day job. Um, Are they playing Euro Tour? Sometimes, um, when it's relatively close, uh, yeah. because sometimes Euro Tours and Slovenia, Finland, uh, yeah. whatnot, uh, expenses and all, uh, families. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have some some really good players. One of our players now is going to try a year uh, in the WPA circuit. Wow. Um, to become pro, yeah, uh, Cliff Kostelan. Um, so if anybody wants to sponsor, hit yeah, me. there you go. Uh, so, um, and he's a real good player. He's also the player that won the final against Carl Boys in the tournament okay. by happenstance. So he's a real good player. Um, so hopefully, with the diluted field, if I may say so, um. He stands a better chance of, yeah. of, of uh, hitting the ground running in, in, in those tournaments. And I wish him all the best. We will support him in any way, shape, or form we can. It would not be a lot. Small federation, like I said. Um, so uh, hopefully he he uh, can bink something uh, and um, put Belgium on the map in that way. So, Bob, if he does well mm -hmm. and he becomes a top pro and he's playing in the WNT events, and he no longer chooses to play in the Euro Tour or the European Championships. Will you still support him? Yes. <laughs> okay. So it, it's kind of like a microcosm. I will suspend the... them. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I have to. Suspend him from them. suspend him from from, from local tournaments, from my local national tournament. Because he's too good, or because he's not paying his dues. Because he's in in violation of uh, uh, our rule set, which is what what is what is your rule in terms of performance? My, my no, because uh, if uh, he is suspended by the WPA, uh, and oh no no I'm, left, I'm you know, yeah yeah I'm not he saying cannot enter WPA my rules. my local my Belgian championships he cannot play. Okay, right yeah I get that I get that part. Um, but I will still support him because I I don't support the argument between the two parties WPA right. and, right. and 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 Matchroom. 
um, I will still support him in any way, shape, or form, but I will have, have to adhere to the rule set that the EPBF right. and WPA and so on uh, has set forth. So that will be a, a, a duality that I will have to encounter when, uh, but I'll cross that bridge when 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 he gets there. And um, and that's, with, that's without cool. without the ban, he still yeah. would not be, you know. Uh, playing in your local events or national events on a regular yes. basis he would be allowed to but he may choose not to oh he yeah yeah yeah. he will be allowed you wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't ostracize him for that no 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 yeah. no, no yeah. absolutely not yeah. why would i yeah uh, why would i uh no it, it, it's an absolute pleasure so that's to have why him. that's why i have and and, and so it, it's like i said it's kind of a microcosm of the argument mm -hmm. what i was trying to make before mm -hmm. about helping develop this talent and then treating them like a, a redheaded stepchild because they don't come to your house for dinner every week like they used to, <laughs> right? And and so because in this argument with the EPBF, mm -hmm. the ban isn't in place yet. So they still could have freely picked any player they wanted. Okay, they're not under, WPA is not telling them they can't pick Eklund Kachi because he hasn't violated the rules yet. There's no March 1st deadline yet, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that they did that based on that forthcoming. No, no, right. Saying, they had the opportunity. Yeah, they could have picked him. Okay. Thank Whereas you, yes. in the future, if WPA had a ban, you wouldn't be able to pick your guy for rules. Yeah. But there's no rules in place right now. So these were decisions that were made. Correct. Okay. Okay. I, I have to assume that Max Lecter has signed with the WNT, right? <clears throat> yes. Okay, so he was—he's the only player that the EPBF picked. Then, if unless I'm wrong, he's the only player that the the EPBF picked that was uh, part of the. Misko signed, didn't he? Who? Misko signed with WNT, didn't he? Oh, Miesko? Uh, yeah, yeah, Miesko for two. Yeah, he yeah. signed. Um, you so know, I think players. Daniel Massial has or no? No, he's not. He's okay. not going to either. Okay. Uh, Oliver. Um, he's, signed, he's yeah, actually, I think he may have. So that's three. Okay, so there's there's a few, but they were also they're also still on the Euro Tour now and have enough points. They're high in the points, so I they believe, couldn't. I believe they couldn't, Oliver. They couldn't pass them over. That, that would have been even more egregious if they would have passed over someone just basically for having signed with WNP. You mean they like they even, did with Eklund? No, Eklund doesn't support the Euro Tour. These guys do. These guys are in the top ten ranking in the Euro Tour. Eklund, Eklund's played enough that he can't be completely off the ranking list. Down to I looked as far as I could look, and he was nowhere. <laughs> he was oh, nowhere. So he's not on there at all. Okay, no. all right. Well, that's same with okay, David. So that's, and, you know, so, so there's he a won a bunch in the past. Yeah. No, so there's a little a difference time, yeah. there between an Eklund and, and actually, I don't know. I don't know that Eklund has won too many. Of them. I think like he's only won like two. Max, you know, so. Yeah, two, but two more than I will ever win. Yeah. So maybe they maybe they pick three players, three or four players. Yeah, and also that, and 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 now I'm I'm playing devil's advocate on the other side, and also that's a smart move because you counter then the argument. Oh, you picked only based on the signing and not signing. No, we didn't because this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. Good, good thinking. Well, you're yeah. I mean you're. I mean, if, if you're going to go straight down the list of from one to forty-seven, and you found in there uh, f basically thirty-five players that said no to you, 
Um, fine, but I, you I know who I was, yeah. you know, I was inter- I'm really interested to find out about Mark Beesterbash, who was not selected and was ranked higher than a lot of these guys in the Euro Tour. I'm wondering whether he yeah. got invited and turned it down because that because his you know that was that was uh, the most obvious one to me of someone who you know still in good standing still playing the euro tour ranked in the top 10 or 12 or whatever and didn't get one of those spots ahead of guys who are ranked much lower so I, i'd yeah. be interested to know whether he just said you know i don't have the money to go to vegas right now or whatever the case is uh and decided not to go yeah it, it there just, will be some in there but yeah not of course the whole bunch. Yeah, yeah right 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 it just seems to me like once you get past 30, you can kind of throw the rankings up the window <laughs> and you can kind of just do whatever's right at that point. Yeah. But what do I know? I'm just some idiot who doesn't even know what he's talking about and sits on a podcast acting like he does, right? That's what we all do. <laughs> yeah. Good work. Well, you get harsh it. on yourself now, Nate. <laughs> I actually yeah, gave myself, be harsh on you. I actually gave myself quite a bit of credit there, believe it or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't you know, didn't even be... mention the, the 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 disgusting drink yet. Oh, the magic mind. Well, we still love magic mind. We're just uh we're just in between adverts for them, so we're not we're <laughs> Magic, mu- magic yeah, mind. He's going all, EP, he's going all EPF on his sponsor. <laughs> they, did, they didn't sponsor this month, so he's dusting them. Nice no, guy. no, 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 nice no, guy. no, no. Man, you're like the green lenders of, of podcast sponsors. All right. Next podcast, Billiards Digest will be removed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. It's We still love Magic Mind. Don't worry about that. Um but I should give a sponsor. I'll give a shout out to my sponsors. Then we'll wrap it up for this week. I, I don't. I don't have anything else to discuss. You guys, I'm good. I'm good. Well, Mike, Billiards Digest. How do people sign up? It's the best freaking magazine out there, and it has been for fifty five thousand years. It comes, so in, how do people it sign comes up? in a. It comes in a plastic envelope and has. It's made of real paper. You can actually feel it and hold it and look at it. And it's whatever. glossy. It's and glossy. it's thirty two dollars a year. BilliardsDigest.com. It's awesome. What a great magazine. I order it every single year. Every single one of them. Actually, I, I should probably get a second subscription because I really want to actually get one just for signing and then one for like reading. So I'm nice. actually so here's yeah. here's my genius plan. All right. So at the US Open, I took all my magazines out there and I had them signed by whoever was on the cover. And I'm gonna I'm gonna build uh, frames for them and I'm gonna put them up in my pool room of all uh, of the Nate, issues. I have an in with the circulation department, and we will just up your annual subscription to two copies of every issue. Can I just get like the cover? <laughs> just you know like what the, the I just offered you to. <laughs> you don't want them to just sign the cover. It, it should. It's got to be the whole magazine. Got to be the whole magazine. It's got to be yeah, the whole send magazine. Send it to Belgium right? as well. <laughs> we do. They, they do worldwide. They do worldwide shipping, right? That's right. How do you do that? Do you charge more for international? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Well, damn. I need cheap. a digital copy then. <laughs> what, what's the uh, what's the link, Mike? Billiardsdigest.com. Billiardsdigest.com. Get over there, get yourself one so that uh Mike can continue spending all day on podcasts like this one. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I spelled it wrong. You did. Wow. To be clear, I'm an idiot, so digest.com there we go i did it click there that go digit, billion hit it digit get hit it, it like hit it like an atm people 
Yep, subscribe. All right. We also <laughs> want to give a shout out to our uh, sponsors, Insight Performance Coaching. Uh, somebody out there had a comment about uh, the the pool try hard to pre. Said he did one lesson with Insight Performance Coaching and it taught him a ton. So it could do the same for you. Head over to insightperformancecoaching.com and get uh, get with Tara and she will help you out with your game. Salado, find your game. Digital pool, onboard sportswear, Horo tips, and Littman lights. And our title sponsor for this is Jacoby. They love us. We love them. You should love them too. Get yourself an awesome cue. If you go to the, the Cue It Up podcast page on Facebook, we just posted a, a set of beautiful cues that they just came out with. If you want one of those, always hit us up. We're a, a dealer for them. Just find what you want, send it over to us, and we'll make sure you get hooked up with it. Uh, with that being said, I guess we can close out for the week, huh? Mike, thanks again for joining. Always Bob, fun. Thanks for thanks. all that beautiful insight. It's uh, it's great. Yeah, appreciate it. I was good, good seeing you. Yeah, nice, nice, uh, nice talking to you guys. Hopefully, see Ed, you next time. Ed Ladawi, yeah. you need to clear your schedule for next week. We're gonna have to get you on after this ban. Clear that schedule, big guy. Clear it up. <laughs> how right. how nice would it be that they both come out with a statement the first of March? Gotcha. We already made up. All's, all's good. Well, they should wait until April 1st, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> April Fools. April Fools. Yeah, that's good. All right. All right let's guys. close it out. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See you guys.